Breaking Verses Down is brought to you by God. God, speaking through Pastor Jason since 2002 and in charge of the universe since always. Breaking Verses Down. Hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well out there in podcast land. How am I doing? Can't complain. Been a busy week, though, with um, stuff going on, kids and whatnot. And they definitely kept us jumping. I'm pretty tired tonight. But um, the show must go on. And that's what the G.O.D. upstairs says to me. So, the show must go on, and we're here on Facebook Live and on this podcast episode of Breaking Verses Down, which can be heard on all mobile apps, your Spotify's, your Apple Music, your Amazon Music, your Google Podcasts, which is soon going to be no more, and um, you can look up more about that. I am in the Breaking Verses Down broadcast studio and it's weird because i am smelling varnish we went from being totally frozen in here to uh the weather warming up but my father-in-law did some varnishing and um you know i feel like this um episode of breaking verses down should be um dedicated to varathane because that's all i can smell so if i'm Pardon me. If I'm happier than I normally am, usually, uh, you'll know why. Because I'm sucking back this bad stuff, showing it on the camera right now. Varathane and um, woohoo! I feel great. Bring verses down, bring it on. What are we going to do today? Well, today we are going to talk about the book of James, and to be more specific, James 4, verses 1 to 3. But before that, before we move on to that, I just wanted to talk a little bit about this week. And, you know, I had a, um, I'm probably going to botch this word, but I had a epiphany. Epiphany? Is that how you say it? Anyway, you know what I mean. I had a really, really, really good thought. And it happened on Halloween night. Halloween, I know it's a touchy subject amongst Christians. Do we participate in it? Do we not? Everybody's got their own opinion. And the way I am, I am totally cool with that. You can have your opinion. And what mine and my wife's opinion is, is we actually don't partake in it. We feel like it, uh, a little uncomfortable with all the evil stuff that is promoted with it. So we just decided that we're not going to do it. Our kids get plenty of candy. Our kids have lots of fun. But we just don't partake in Halloween. Well, that night, God really did something to me. 
So we 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 are in our new place in our basement suite, and um, we decided we're not going to participate. So we just turned the lights off and uh, went in the back room, ate chocolate, watched TV, and um, my kids were like, "Well, we want a fire. We want a fire because we have a wood stove in our suite." And um, okay, sure. So we put a fire on, and it's the first time we put a fire on here. And um, let me tell you, it was cooking in that place holy smokes i was sweating it was it was there was a lot of heat in that room i was like god what's this about why did we do this and he said i wanted to show you why you don't participate in halloween if you know what i mean so that's what we did didn't partake in that and here we are into the good month of november moving along going on to a new bible verse and the Bible verse that we're going to be looking at today is the book of James, chapter 4, verses 1, 2, 3. I'll give you a few seconds there to get your um, Bibles all ready to roll. Praise the Lord. There is a mosquito that is driving me nuts in here. Not only do I have to deal with Varathane, but now i got a mosquito that's like after me. You'll probably see me stroking at it once in a while on Facebook Live here, but... Uh, well, it's going to be a very anointed mosquito in a couple of minutes here. Praise the Lord. Okay, James 4, verses 1 to 3. And as always, I'll read it, and then we will move right into it. And away we go. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you, spend, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Uh, when I was getting my, ready with my um, research and all that for... For this, I put in who James was talking to, and it basically said that he, when he was doing this, when he was writing this book, that would be in the Bible, he was he was writing it to many different people. It wasn't just to one pe one group of people, like like when Paul's writing writing to um, Corinth or something like that. This was dispersed among all the camps, and um, I loved James because it's what I call one of the butt-kicking books in the Bible. It is blunt. He is very blunt with what he has to say in this Bible, pardon me, in this book in the Bible. And I love that. I love that because once in a while I could use a little kick in the pants. Can you say that? I know I can. I could use a little kick in the butt once in a while. That's what I love about this. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need a little bit of a blunt message to get your focused in on what's being said. And right here, he's making sure people were listening to what he had to say. The first part here is going to be in verse 1, obviously. So I'm going to read that again, and then we'll get into the notes here. Praise the Lord. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desire that battle within you? What does quarrels mean? That's probably the first thing that we want to look at is figure out what this word quarrel means. It's not a common word that you hear all the time, but it is um, a good word to break down for BVD. 
And a quarrel is a heated argument or disagreement typically of about about pardon me, typically about a trivial issue and between people who are usually on good terms. So it sounds like a in other words, it's basically a fight with my kids. Just kidding, just kidding. But once in a while, you, they do get into their quarrels. So it's a heated argument. And it's usually on trivial issues. So in other words, issues that aren't really that big a deal, but you make them into big deals. And it's usually between people who are usually on good terms. To understand this first verse as well, I also wanted to give the um, definition of desires. Desires. A strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing for something to happen. So if you have a strong desire for that, for make, see, make something like that, see something happen, you want to make sure that that's going to go down that way, you probably have a desire to see that happen. And what James is saying here is what causes fights and quarrels, which is like trivial disputes among you, don't they come from desires that battle within you? That mosquito's on my head now. I can feel it. Oh, he's driving me nuts, people. Oh, got a lot of podcasts. Oh, he's right there. He's right beside my microphone. Oh, you, you're going to get it. You're going to pay, man. Oh, I had him in my hand. Lord, do something with this mosquito. I'm about to have a quarrel with him. Where was I? Okay. So fights and arguments are happening because in uh, amongst the camps here or, or whoever it is that James is talking to. And they're happening because people are focusing on what they want to see happen rather than focusing on what God wants to see happen. This is sounding awfully familiar. Just like the book of Jonah that we did two podcasts ago. Oh, I love Jonah. See, he ain't the only one that's stubborn and difficult sometimes. These people that James was talking to were just as bad with their quarrels, I tell ya. So, if you have a f these people are having fights and quarrels amongst each other, and what's really happening is they're being distracted from doing what God wants them to do. One of the main tactics of the devil is that he wants to get you so busy that you're distracted from just doing something good, doing something awesome for God. And if he can just keep us busy arguing with each other, then less people are coming into the kingdom of heaven because we don't have time to tell them about Jesus Christ. We're too busy talking about the our um, property line or whatever the case may be, fighting with our neighbors. So this is a key strategy for the enemy. And if we can stop that, Focus in on what is important what, and what is important is doing God's will so that everybody would know how loved they are. It would, we would, it would go a long way for us in our walk with God to leave the quarrels alone. Love that word. Can't say it enough. Verse two, you desire, but you do not have. So you kill, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. Oh, I got to say it again. That's awesome. You do not have because you do not ask God. What's James saying here? 
Mm. James is saying that people want something to happen, but it does not happen because it's not in God's will. They're not seeking his lead in their life. So instead of humbling themselves, it says here that they kill. That could be seen a lot of different ways. One way it could be seen is um, physically killing a person. Praise the Lord, we're never going to have to deal with any of that. Or it could mean other things here when he says kill. I just want to get back to the verse for a second so I can just explain it better. You desire, but you do not have. So you kill. Kill can also mean more than just physically killing someone. It means that you could be killing people's reputations through gossip or slander. You um, are basically trying to kill people's reputation. And that's the, those are the sort of things that can happen when we're not focused on God. And that can even happen inside the church where we're more focused on saying rumors about people. When, I've, when I, I've heard of brothers and sisters that are having a hard time with Christ and I want to get more information so I know how to pray for them, I always make sure that the person I talk to, I say, first of all, if it's none of my business for what I'm asking you, please tell me it's none of my business. And the other thing I say, this is with love because I want to pray for them. I want, to, I want, I want a God to clearly talk to them so they're blessed. I don't want to sit around and kill somebody's reputation through gossip or slander. But when you get so focused on yourself, you start living in the flesh. Fleshly living becomes more important than godly living. And that can only lead to um, bad times and ultimately death. Death from your mouth. Death from your actions. Death from um, your habits. We need to get focused on God. Because he has better plan for us than so can, James continues by saying that Jewish people covet, but they do not get what they want. So they covet something. What does it mean to covet something? Lucky you, I got it right here. Covet means to yearn, to possess, or have something. I really, really want that. I'm not going to ask God if it's right for me. I'm just going to focus on my own fleshly desires and crave that thing and want that thing and just focus on that thing instead of where God wants me to go. So James is saying here that the Jewish people are coveting, but they don't get what they want. So instead of humbling themselves, the fight and the quarrel, which is an argument of tri about trivial things, just brings them into the wrong direction. Instead of coming closer to God, they're falling further away from God. And that is not the way that any of us should want to go. You see, there is not light in this type of lifestyle. Falling back, backsliding, some people say, doing things opposed to God rather than doing them in unison with God. Yet, some people fight so much that um, when you get like that, when you get into the rumors or you get into the fighting amongst family or fighting amongst friends or fighting amongst perfect strangers, when you start making that a part of your lifestyle, 
it just starts becoming normal. I I know that um, my family, I love my family very, very much, but there's been times when we've had a lot of fights in the past and it can get really, really mean. And I kind of grew up like that. I don't want to get too much into my childhood right now, but um, fighting was not something I wasn't used to. It was normal for me to hear large disputes at home. I remember coming to my um, wife's home when I was first dating her and meeting her family stuff. And they're all lovey-dovey and expressing it out and everything. I almost, I almost couldn't handle it. I almost had to leave because to me, that wasn't normal. Normal for me was living your life till somebody in your family ticks you off and then letting them have it and getting into a brawl about it. That was normal life for me. So when you're living your life for God, for, for yourself, pardon me, and not for God, that sort of living, it just becomes the routine, the, the normal routine. And we don't want to live like that. I mean, I can't speak for you, but I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live in a, in a lifestyle where I'm, I'm waiting for the next brawl to break out. I want to live for God. I want to live with love. And even in the bad moments, I have decided recently that I am not going to give up my joy. When I am super tired and uh, stressed out, I am not going to give up my joy. Am I perfect at that? Absolutely not. My family will agree with that. But um, I just want to live happy. I just want to hit live fulfilled with God. And I want to ask him. I don't want to seek something without him. I don't want to covet something that that I know he doesn't want me to have any part of. I want to live in unison with God's love. And I hope that you do too out there wherever you are. You can actually condition your brain. And I don't know all the technical terms, but I know this is true though. You can actually condition your brain to believe fighting is how life is supposed to be. Ultimately, it leads to the opposite of true happiness. And anybody should be able to understand that. And so James is saying bluntly here, because everything he says I find in this book is blunt and I love it. You do not have because you do not ask God. You ever been in a, have you ever been in a relationship with God, a born-again Christian, and you still go after something that God doesn't want? And later you're thinking, oh my goodness, why did I do that? I feel so gross now because I pursued something that I wasn't even supposed to have. We're meant to be in a relationship with God that is so strong that it means conversations between us. Conversations between us and God. Jesus fulfilled everything that we needed on that cross so that we could have conversation with our Father in heaven, us and him, intimacy, not needing somebody to ask for us. Jesus is there to um, qualify us for that, for what he did on a cross. We couldn't do it without Jesus, but we can have intimacy with our Father between us and him and ask him, what are the desires that you have for me? And I'm sure he will show you. There's a key in all of this, and it goes like this. Two simple words are the key 
in this relationship. His will. That is what people don't like in this world, I find. This is where people have a lot of trouble. Um, no matter where you are on your um, in your relationship with God, whether you detest him, whether you love him so much, we all have to humble ourselves to make his will more important than our will. We need submission. We need to surrender all that we are to him so that he can show us, he can tell us which way we need to go. And it comes by faith. The more faith that we have, pressing in and surrendering ourselves and making ourselves vulnerable to him. See, anyone could say, hey, God, I want a new 75-inch TV so I can watch the football game. And I want it before next Sunday. And I want it to be, uh, uh, what do you call it? The new HD, I don't even know. Anyway, you get the point. And we could put in all these orders. And we, and we think that God the Father is something like Amazon, where we can just put in these orders and he's going to say, make it, make it done, be done, just like that. That isn't relationship. That isn't relationship, and God is not your slave. He seeks relationship in this thing called life. Come to him with everything, and he will come to you and help you make sense of it all. This is about his will and not our own. Verse 3, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Motives. What is a motive? It's one of those words that we all know, but we can't really explain. At least that's for me. Until I looked it up, and here it is right here. Motives. A reason for doing something, especially one that is hidden or not obvious. You're hiding what you want. You're not making it obvious. It reminds me, if I can get in um, the Wayback Machine, it reminds me when I was a youth pastor. Had hair back then. It was a good time. And I told my kids, the kids that came to my youth group, my um, uh, church youth, I guess you could say, that this going to know Jesus, this, this coming to know Jesus, it ruins you as a person for yourself. All of a sudden, all those things that you desired, they're ruined. Because when you, when you give your life to Jesus and you live your life for Jesus, you um, begin to just want what he wants for you. Because you see how much peace there is in that. And all of a sudden, you're ruined for um, what you want in this life. You want to live totally surrendered and, and, and living in relationship with him. All of a sudden, your life has a purpose. And your choices are centered on godly thinking. And your will matches up with his will. And if they don't match up with him, then you don't receive that peace that you're, that you're um, yearning for. And then that goes beyond... That this peace goes beyond all understanding. Peace beyond all understanding. I want that. 
That's what I, that's a goal in life for me is to have his peace beyond all understanding so that no matter what happens in this life, you've still got peace with God. We must focus on God's will. We must lean into him. And you know, that's why I do this podcast. A year ago, I had just heard uh, um, my wife said, you know, I think you'd be really good at doing podcasts. And it just, it just got into my ear. Before that, I had zero interest in doing a podcast. No interest at all. But God just brought it up. And I asked if it was his will. And I felt a release to do it. A release. When you know when you feel a release to do something that is in God's will. You just feel peace with it. And now I'm on what? Episode 28. I've had 28 episodes. I've spoken to people all over the world. And I I, I hope that when you, the person listening right now, you, that being that person, are um, blessed by it. Because I want, I want people to know that peace that goes beyond all understanding. Something that I'm still striving for my, myself, by the way. I want us all to know that peace. And I will keep doing these podcasts until God tells me it's done. And then I'll ask him what else he wants. What is his will for my life? God is good. He loves you. He thinks the world of you. And if you come in front of him absolutely genuine and say, God, show me what you want for my life, I truly believe that he will show you that. I speak blessings on everybody out there that's listening to me in podcast land. I hope this is a blessing to you. Live your life for Christ. Don't put your fleshly desire first. Put God's will in your life first. Live your life for God. And the peace that will come from that, it'll be unexplainable. I will leave it at that. I pray this has been a wonderful time for you. As soon as I turn the uh, microphone off, I'm going to kill this mosquito. And I don't feel bad about it. There he goes buzzing in front of my face again. He's been lipping me off this whole episode. Anyway, hope you're all doing well. Go get your own can of Varathane and have fun. God bless. Remember, you are God's favorite. See you later. Like, click, share. If you care.